0: All right, final hour, we're going to take a left turn away from football for a couple of minutes, because you know I'm a horse racing guy, Uh, stay on top of all the major races, uh, and get especially involved when we get to the uh, Triple Crown races come uh, the spring, and believe it or not, we're just four months away from the run for the roses. Yeah, before you know it, we'll be looking at Kentucky Derby prep races and trying to decide who's going to win the biggest horse race in America every single year. Well, our next guest didn't win that one last year, but he won the next two, both the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont. He's good enough to come on with us after the Belmont and tell us about how uh, his horse Sir Winston was able to capture the third and final leg of last year's Triple Crown. We want to talk up to him about uh, going forward here in 2020 and his chances come Triple Crown time. Trainer Mark Cassie joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Mark? I'm good, thanks, Jody. Appreciate you coming on board. Uh, as uh, I just mentioned, we got a chance to talk to you last year to say your Triple Crown Trail was successful would be an understatement, winning two of the three with two separate horses. How good was that for business?
1: Uh, you know, it's not bad. Not bad. It doesn't really uh, work that way. Uh, you know, so you you win two two legs of the Triple Crown, and, and everybody is just uh, falling over to give you horses. But it's been good. It's been good i think uh what it did help us it, it it gave us the ability we probably are sitting on the strongest two-year-old crop so when i say two-year-olds just turn two right they would right um probably we ever have had um so we got a lot of uh a lot of young prospects and, and of course we have some decent three-year-olds right now i mean if you if we talked at this time last year nobody would have ever heard of sir winston And then he went on and won the Belmont. Of course, War of Will, he had just broke his maiden. So, uh, yeah, you you know, the next few months, the cream will rise to the top. Uh, Sometimes you're not sure where the cream's coming
0: from. (laughs) Uh, Understood. So a couple of the owners that you have already prior to last year's Triple Crown success, maybe give you a couple more of the horses if they have several different trainers that they work with. Uh, You have more to play with, more to choose from is what I meant by when I said how is business, not necessarily the results you got this past week. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. your stable is a little more stock than it was at this time last year.
1: Well, well it is. um, It definitely is. Um, Most of the time uh, what you do, the way it works, you don't get a lot of proven players right off. It's not like – and normally if they're proven – uh they've got some pretty good trainers and the the owners are quite happy and they don't move them so where where it happens is you you're allowed, you go out and you get better draft choices and you get better young horses so you won't really see the you won't really necessarily see the benefit from Winning those races for another six months or so when those young horses start running.
0: Now that's you've what been, I get You've been doing this, yeah. and we're talking to Mark Cassie. You've been doing this for many years now, uh, and you had the most success. 41. On 41, that's all. Uh, <laughs> so, a little wet behind the ears when it comes to this whole uh, trying to win Triple Crown races thing. Um, mm-hmm. You had your most success last year by winning the Preakness and the Belmont. I'm sure over the 41 years, you've developed an eye on a horse that four months out, like we are right now, you have a belief they could be a Triple Crown horse, be it Kentucky Derby, which you got to get there first, uh, but then if not, you go Preakness and Belmont, and I know it's a little different criteria, so more Derby than the others, but just Triple Crown in general. What do you need to have seen at this point? Four months out before the Triple Crown gets started in the Kentucky Derby, what tells you this is a horse I should be pointing for uh, Churchill on the first Saturday of May?
1: a lot of times it's it's pedigree it's physique it's running style um so it's a lot of different things but again a lot of times it's who matures from two to three and and always remember you know for us um i try to think that every horse is a derby horse or every horse is an oaks horse or a breeder's cup horse until they prove otherwise um i tend to i'm a little different than a lot of guys too i will run my horses more and 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 try to develop them that way. I think the more you run the horse, uh, the better they become. And so you'll see me do that a lot of times. And um, I have a horse right now. He's teetering on, I think, being a derby tr- type of horse. His name's Enforceable. We breezed him this morning at the fairgrounds. He's got a huge pedigree. Um, he's by Tappet, and he's a full brother of Mohamian but he's been a real late developing horse. His last two races have been good. He had a real trouble trip in the Jockey Club, Kentucky Jockey Club. Um but we're we're coming back. The Lecomp last year we won it with War of Will. We're going to try to win it this year with uh, Enforceable. Okay. I have two. I have another colt called Lynn's Map that um you know, he just won his last two starts and and he's a possibility. It's just who goes ahead and steps forward. From this point on,
0: I was going to ask you about both of those two horses, Lynn's map and Enforceable. I did see I checked uh, Horse Race Nation's uh, top 150 horses, and they're speculating just like everybody else. But they had seven Mark Cassie trained horses in the top 150, two of which would tell
1: me who they are. And I'll tell you what I think, if you want to do it that I, way. That's
0: exactly what we're going to do. I was going to ask you to about... We talked Li-
1: about two of them already. Okay. We
0: did, but I want to double-check with Lynn's map. They speculate that he is definitely going to the LeCompte. You made it sound more like Le- Enforceable is definitely going and Lynn's map is a maybe. Are you going to run those two against each other in the fair, uh, well, uh, fair we are. yeah. The,
1: the plan is if, if everything, you know, if they stay healthy, everything is, yeah, equal, they're going to run together because... It's a, this is an important race it's 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 a, a stepping stone to get to the derby and um we want to go yeah absolutely both are going to run as long as they're both happy and healthy
0: and correctly if i'm wrong you went the uh uh louisiana trail with war of will last year right did he run in the yeah
1: we did exactly okay. and then um the year before we went the Philly uh Philly way with uh wonder gadot who just missed winning the the Kentucky Oaks by like a head, so it's been good to us um what do they say when something works, you stick with it, so you'll see a lot of my what I believe are my better three year olds end up in New Orleans um with David Carroll. he's my number one assistant, and um we just found it a good place to get young horses ready to try to be ready for the the Triple Crown trail and the Philly you know Triple Crown.
0: All right, how about uh, Kusina, who broke his maiden in Saratoga. as a two-year-old, and then you took him north to Canada, up to Woodbine, where you dominate as a trainer. Um, he was okay in a couple stakes up there. What are your plans for him as a three-year-old?
1: Oh, uh, he's just, he we gave him some time off. We gilded him. He's strictly, I believe he's just strictly turf, and he still, he he has a lot to prove before we can put him in any type of
0: category. Okay. Uh, Speaking of turf, I was going to ask you about Proven Strategies, who you ran last year in a Breeders' Cup juvenile turf, even though he was a maiden. He's still a maiden, but has been impressive. Is he staying on the grass? I think so. Um, We just had a nice breeze with him the other day. Uh, I
1: thought his Breeders' Cup race was huge. Um, He's a bigger, stronger horse today than he was a couple months ago. Um, But right now, we're just going to concentrate on grass with him.
0: All right. And uh, the other one I wanted to ask you about was Ghost Fighter, who won uh, his maiden uh, down Actually, there in Florida.
1: Oh, yeah. Ghost Fighter.
0: T- yeah, with uh yeah. Ghostfighter Ghost with... Fighter
1: Ghost Fighter just is going to New York tomorrow. He's another one to me that um has to pick up his game. Now we inter- we just we just purchased a horse uh recently, a horse called Untitled who broke his maiden um at Gulfstream a few weeks ago. Um, by like 11 links and ran 98 by or so we're excited to have him he could hopefully he's kind of he's been late to the party but uh, uh we have high
0: hopes for him so okay. he may not even be on that list uh not listed as a mark cassie trained horse since you just uh uh got yeah, him, got in, him your in your, your barn ago, Who was he previously weeks. trained by uh ralph Nix. ralph,
1: ralph Nix okay. is a friend of mine and does a great job Um, but, uh, Gary Barber, who is one of my main clients and we often go out and try to, you know, find young prospects. So he's now the majority owner of, of him.
0: So if I asked you, uh, and uh, it might not be fair enough to ask you to comment on entitles since you just got your hands on them. Uh, but the other Mm -hmm. horses in your barn, the one that you think is most likely to be a triple crown horse is enforceable because of what he's already accomplished and his breeding? is Would that be fair to say?
1: I do. I, I would say that. Um, I am, though, um, I have had Untitled now for uh, a few weeks, and so far what I've seen, I've been extremely impressed with him.
0: Okay. where uh, Where is his next race coming?
1: The Swale. Uh, we're going to run him in the Swale, which is, I think, February 2nd
0: at Gulfstream. Okay. All right, so uh, look for him in uh, the Swale um let's catch up with your two uh victors in the triple crown last year uh war of will know that uh, he ran on ran into dandy in the Penn derby uh flattened out by the time he got to the breeders cup classic are you planning on running him at four
1: we are we are and and we're going to probably start off uh, running him on the grass you know, he, he he very easily could have won the Breeders' Cup turf as a two-year-old. And then, of course, he got so good on the dirt that we, we kind of stayed away from it um the grass. But probably going to go back and try the grass and, and try to keep him at around a mile.
0: Okay. Uh, and, Sir Winston, I saw that you just brought him back and put him on the turf. Either he had some issues or he didn't like the turf, I know he got uh, bumped in yeah, the early had, stages of the race. Yeah, what happened? He got
1: kind of well, he got clobbered a little bit at the start, but what happens, jody, and, and so many times you know, people will knock him in and, and and not wonder why you do what you do, but here's a horse he won the Belmont, and he has no conditions, so the only way I can bring him back is either running him in a stake or run him in an allowance race well. Running allowance races, so the uncertainty, because most of them don't feel feel there's not enough horses to run those kind of races. So I was looking at he was ready to run. Um, he actually, had, I had breezed him on the turf before, and he got over the turf good enough. I, and I like the turf because it's a much easier comeback race. But unfortunately, we got a ton of rain. And because um, I'm still, I was trying to get him ready for the Pegasus and it was my only shot. I needed to run there for timing, and unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, As often, you know, (laughs) that happens quite often, that that things don't work. (laughs) So now we go to Plan B, which is he's probably going to run in the Giselle, I guess you call it, the J-A-Z-I-L. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. He was a Belmont winner, but there's a race towards the uh, end of the month at Aqueduct. We're going to run him there, and then if he were to run, run, you know, recapture his form, we're we're looking at possibly, probably Dubai.
0: Okay, that makes some sense. Uh, I think yeah. it's Jazzle, so, but you yeah. could be right. It could be Giselle. Yeah, Jazzle. Yes, it. Uh, I remember. I was at Belmont today. that Jazzle won the Belmont Stakes.
1: Jazzle. you're 100. All right, so light. you go back and to New York where you had
0: your most success yeah. with Sir Winston. Give him another shot right. over that strip. Yeah. Good stuff. All yeah. right, last thing for you, Mark, and again, we appreciate your time, and you know, we were we we're rooting for you and wishing you all the best. The Derby qualifying races and points. You and I are both old enough to remember where it was just uh, uh, money earned in stakes races. Right. They've now decided instead to do it via points and designated races and the like. Certain things about it I think are good. Other things about it I question. You've got to live and die by it. Do you like the Derby qualifying points to get in?
1: Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I think yeah, since they started it, you've seen Truer run Kentucky Derbies. It also makes the races up to it a lot lot better, and it, it takes away every year. You'd always get some horses that had, had good form at two, really with no form at three, and then they would get in there and just kind of mess it up. My only thing I would love to see them uh, – make it similar to qualifying like for car racing the more points you get have the higher point get to pick the post position oh. depending on on the points. so uh, you know um we we were unfortunate this year um it, as it turned out it worked okay it, it would, we had nothing to blame on the one post position but we drew you know here we are probably we were kind of middle of the road as far as accomplishments and and don't you know we drew the one hole. And um and I've said I've said this long before I drew the one hole. I just said, look, if we're gonna have the point system, why don't we make it a lot of fun? And it might get you to run your horse another time or so. You know, so much anymore is said our horses don't run as much. Well let's encourage you to run and, and if you have more points then you get to to uh to pick, you know, what post position and, 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 uh, so you can have the favorite going into the Kentucky Derby. He can have accomplished more than any other horse, you know, in his, his age group. And next thing, you know, you draw the one hole or the 20 hole and it's a big disadvantage. And, and so I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's the only thing I wish they would tweak. I wish they would make it, you know, where, uh, as you know, the, the, the horse with the least amount of uh, points, uh, gets the last straw. And sure enough, you watch this year, it'll be me. It would be me, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. That's okay.
0: Or or enforceable. will just get in with his last yeah, win, exactly. and but, he'll draw post I, position I seven. I, I don't
1: think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna change it this year because they would have to make that announcement. Right. But I think it would be great for racing if they
0: oh. did that. I, be a I, lot of fun. I will sign on and lobby for it going forward.
1: Okay, please do. I okay. will do just and that. The other thing, while you're doing it, I pushed and pushed and there was talk about it but i haven't heard any more so it doesn't look like we're going to do it but i want a one, one uh, a 20 stall gate um we we run into a lot of problems where they connect the two gates there's too much room between the 14 and the 15 there's about 15 20 feet and we get into a lot of trouble in the first 100 yards in the derby because of it um it, the the best way for me to explain it is if you and i are sitting standing shoulder to shoulder and I go and knock you and I have no run at you I can only do so much uh, damage but if you give me a 15 foot run at you and I hit you with my shoulder it's going to hurt a lot more and and that's what's happening Uh, it cost us it may have cost us the Kentucky Derby with Classic Empire Julian almost got knocked off of his horse in the Kentucky Derby, and at the start, and and you see that all the time. And all they would have to do to eliminate that is is to get a 20 stall gate, and then also it wouldn't be so crowded. Uh, it's very crowded at the start because of the 15 extra feet in the middle.
0: Understood. Uh, and I gotta believe that it's possible to make a 20 stall gate. They they, they made 14. Why well, can't they, have like them, they, they have make 20? Over
1: the world. Yes, they have them all over the world. Oh, yes,
0: it's very possible. Roll one into Churchill. We'll, we'll agree on that, too. Yeah. Mark Cassie, you and I are both old school. I'm rooting for old school come uh, Triple Crown time. We'll uh, talk to you later in the year. Thanks much for hopping well, on tonight.
1: Well, hopefully you'll want to talk to me. Thank
0: you, Joe. I, I will. Have That's a, a promise. Mark Cassie <laughs> here with us on CBS Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.